Hello and welcome back to Manchester's Big Theatre Podcast, Series 2. Episode 1. So after a brilliant first series, we're back with a brand new logo, a brand new website, and we're launching Series 2 from the podcast and party tonight at 53.2. So this episode is the launch of our partnership with Manchester ADP and ADP Audio, which is a branch of writing group uh, that we interviewed in series one and we've launched a partnership with them which means we're going to be releasing some of their audio dramas through our podcast so this is the first one uh, we shall be releasing a audio drama called spring forward fallback written by joe osborne and alongside the audio drama we've also got an interview with linda aaron who was one of the performers in the piece enjoy Linda, thanks for coming in today. Can you just quickly tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, well, my name's Linda Aaron, and I'm an actress. Came into acting rather late in life, and very much enjoying being part of Manchester Fringe Theatre and the acting scene generally. It's, uh, it's, it's a great thing to do. At my age, I'm nearly 70, so... No way. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Yes. This year. Fabulous. Wow. So I came in very late in life. <laughs> I think I was 60 when I started wow. acting wow. my first class. <laughs> and is this your first radio play? It certainly is. How did you find it? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It sort of takes the pressure away of being seen. You know, mm. as they say, I've got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I found it takes away a lot of the nerves, actually. Mm, completely. I, I completely. really enjoyed it. I'd, I'd who, like to do more. Who said you had a face for radio, Linda? Oh, I, don't, a, I don't believe that. <laughs> it's a well-known joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you first got the script, what were your first thoughts? And how did you approach I, it? I liked it right away because it's a bit of a black comedy. It's a very serious issue, but it's played with such humour... And just the title, Spring Forward, is Spring Forward, Fall Back. It's to do with the changing of the clocks. Mm. Um, I loved it from the minute I read it. Um, and I actually did act it script in hand with mm. uh, Manchester ADP. Oh, when they did it? So yes. Was it a situation where the feedback after the show yes. was, oh, this yes. would be a great radio play, and then ADP Audio took that off? And then did it at the Lowry, actually. Oh, did you as well? well. Oh, lovely. Which... Um, it was so enjoyable. And my scene partner, um, Steve, who plays Alan, he was just fantastic to work with. Mm-hmm. Apparently our facial expressions were amazing, but I would think that the the sort of sarcasm and irony that's in the play comes over very well on radio as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Lovely script. Oh, well, before we listen to it, do you want to just give us a very quick synopsis without giving anything away? Well, it's um, a couple in bed. They've been married a very, very long time. And they bicker like mad, but they do <laughs> love each other. Hmm. But she is actually very ill and doesn't seem to realise that he knows how ill she is. Hmm. And it's not really giving anything away because it's called Spring Forward. It's time to turn the clocks forward. She's not doing it because she's going to lose an hour of her very precious life <laughs> and that's really what it's What's about fun. oh lovely but there's a lot of emotion in it yeah. as well 
Oh, great. Well, uh, let's have a listen. What time is it? Half two. You woke me up. I'm thinking. We'll do it quietly then. Why don't you read? No. Put the light on. There's that woman's detective agency book. Or Colin Tobin, whatever he's called. Com Tobin. Yeah, him. Too bleak. Ask me something. Anything. Go on. I'm trying to sleep. I was thinking about Mum. Oh, she's fine. Bet she's awake right now, doing a crossword. How many of us are there, do you think, occupying ourselves? How do you occupy yourself? We're all connected, you know, by the darkness, the insomniacs. Thinking the same thoughts, disturbed by the same creaks, gusts of wind, radio programmes. That ticking from the clock. You did put it forward, didn't you? Is it tonight? It changes. Yes. Oh, could you but check bloody hell. Give it to me. We gain an hour. No, we lose it. Do we? If I hadn't checked it, I'd have been late. Why do they make us do this out of the blue? They don't. It's a fixed date. It's programmed years ahead into computers, phones, TVs. It'll be on your calendar. No one told me. You must have been out when he called round. Who? The British summertime man. Do you know, it's all for the sake of a few farmers, builders and some school kids in Scotland. Mm, They should have their own time zone. Then everyone in wellies and hard hats could leap over the wall and join them. Please, pass me the clock. I don't want you to change the time. Look, we've already jumped ahead. It officially happened over an hour ago. You can't. It's stealing. Stealing? What are you on about? I'm not stealing anything. It gets made up to us later. Don't worry about it. But it's important to me. When do we get it back? October. Half term. I, I don't know. That's six months away. Yeah. I can't wait that long. Well, you'll have to. We all have to. But what if I'm not here? Jane... I don't want my time later. I want it now. It's the middle of the night. What are you going to do with an hour? Lots of things. Like what? Think, plan, decide. We could talk. About what? Oh, not your mum, please. Other stuff. How does all this thinking help? Help me what? To sleep. I don't want to sleep. How many times must I tell you? Try something else then. Read, fold clothes, cut your nails, pilots, anything. But stop thinking, it's not good for you any. How can you say that? Pilots, what's that? What your sister does. You mean Pilates? You don't know what I am. You're not my club card or Facebook. I'm your husband. So? Anyway, you were snoring. Is that why you woke me up? No, you woke yourself up. Look, I'm tired. I need to sleep. You know I'm working tomorrow. I have to be off at six. Call in sick. Oh, don't be silly. It's a big game. Charlton versus Rochdale. Where's Charlton? London. 
I thought you cared about time. You're always checking it. Kick-offs, injuries, time-wasting. Because it's my job. If time is so valuable to you, how can you bear to just throw it away? No one is throwing it away. We have to talk. We are talking. Properly. You promised. Tomorrow. Uh, Give me the clock. No. Look, Jane, think about this another way. You said you don't like the dark. I never said that. But you don't. You refer to it all the time, how dark it is, the way it creeps up on you. Look, an hour less now will make the morning come sooner. Your day will be longer. How? Six o'clock becomes seven o'clock. It'll still be light when you get up and and it won't get dark until well after tea time. You could sit in the garden. The day isn't longer. It is. By a few minutes. But that's because of the equinox. It's not an hour. It'll feel lighter. It's about how you feel. By playing with time? You have to see the big picture, Janie. Don't patronise me. I live day to day. I want to focus. I don't want a panorama. It's British summertime, for God's sake. It's something you've lived with since you were born. Spring forward, fall back. To give us, all of us, more daylight in our waking hours. No one's stealing time from you. It's a time adjustment, that's all. You get it back in October. What if I die before then? Will you stop it, please? I get up as soon as it's light. It makes no difference to me, all this clock-changing caboodle. It's not a caboodle. It is. It's a chore. It's a vanity project. It's not a fucking vanity project. It's a process. It's ongoing. Yeah, like... We both have to go through with this, not just you. We'll come out the other side. Better for it. Right, that's clarified things. Here's the clock, it's yours. Do you want, change the time, but I'm staying where we are. From now on, you are officially one hour ahead of me. Oh, Christ. Think of it as an adjustment. We have different clocks from now on. You live in one time zone, I live in another. But we're in the same bed. Imagine this is the English Channel. If I move over a bit, you're in France. There's Dover. Aren't you being a little self-centred? If there is one thing that I am entitled to be, it is the right to be self-centred. Can we talk about this tomorrow? Janie. How is this going to work? How can we live together? It's your choice if you want to be different to me. You can't be in your own separate world an hour apart from everyone else. Think about it. I thought you didn't want me to think. I want you to sleep, fuck's sake. I'm setting this clock one hour ahead so that I can get to work when I'm expected to. If you want tea in the morning in three hours, write me a note. Alan. Alan. Alan! What? I can't find my water. Did you bring it up? Yes, I did. Where did you put it? On your dressing table. Oh. Do you want me to get it? No. Look, I'll get it for you. No. That isn't possible. What do you mean it isn't possible? I can't ask you for something which I need straight away. That would be like time travel. You have to give me an hour to catch up with my request. What? Nothing can happen instantly. So I have to stay awake for an hour to give you your water? Well, can't I just fetch it and leave it next to you? Then you can drink it when you want to. No. You have to wait until the time has passed before objects can change hands. (sighs) What? And what if I want something from you? You can't. 
I can't catch up with you. I can only catch up with those things you leave behind. We can talk to each other, but only like we're on the phone, as if I were abroad. We can't touch, comment on what we see in each other. We can't make a physical transaction of any kind at all. (sighs) This is bonkers. How do we eat? Separately. And what happens if you need help if you faint? I can't just leave you there. Well, then it's unfortunate. I guess you could call an ambulance. Might take them an hour to get here. If they came before then, you'd have to keep them outside. Are you mad? Stop it. You're behaving like this is an episode of Doctor Who or Sherlock or something. Then stay with me. Stay with me, Alan. can't. I have to get up. My watch is synchronised with the linesmen, with the players. There's the television, everyone's watching. They won't know. Lie to them. They're wrong and you're right. You're being perverse. I don't want to argue with you. This isn't an argument. Oh, you. You're wasting my time. What? This. My time. You're wasting it. These words, they're all at me. You're not listening or responding. What you say is meaningless. Jane, I'm really tired. Don't you care about me? You see this? My eyes are closing. I can't keep up with you. My hearing's shutting down. I'm falling asleep. Wait. There is an alternative. There is. Talk to me. Converse. More than that, comprehend me. Before it's gone forever... This could be the most important hour of our lives. Speak. Whatever springs to mind, make it resonate. Resonate? I can't think, let alone resonate. Please. Jane, I don't think I actually understand you anymore. What's the most beautiful thing in your head? One word. Anything. But not beautiful, I've said that now. I'm so tired. One word. (sighs) Flowers. Flowers? Yes. And... You will change the clock, won't you? Flowers? What about them? I bought them for you, once. I don't know, hollyhocks. When? We were in Norfolk. You stayed with me. We went for a walk. What was her name, the landlady? Uh, Julie. That's right. She used to talk to her cat, called it My Little Man. (laughs) Used to wipe its arse on my bed. She let me stay. That was good of her. She didn't have to. No. Why did you buy them? The flowers? Because mm. they looked nice. They were fresh, colourful, from someone's garden. <laughs> Nothing more? Um, you bought them for me, didn't you? Of course I did. Why? Because you deserved them. Like a pat on the head? No, no, more than that. You were spontaneous then, gave me treats, compliments, little presents weekends away. So I'm not spontaneous? Carry on. I'm trying. Why did you buy me the flowers? (sighs) Because they made you smile. Because they made me smile? You really mean that? Made me feel good too. Was that more important? What? How you felt. Was it? Oh, I get this. What? If I say I bought the flowers because I loved you, I'd get full marks. That's it, isn't it? You're fishing. Fishing for admiration. For me to say I love you. Just let me say it when I want to. Don't be like that. I know you're sick. I know you're worried. I am too. I look out for you all the time. 
You must know that. Little things. Lifting when you shouldn't. Struggling to tie your apron. Feeling for the light switch. I notice when you catch your breath and seem about to cry. And the way you read those letters from the hospital. The way you count your pills. Stacking them up like casino chips. And when you swear, God, when you shout out, make fists, criticise or belittle me, I bite my tongue. I look at the ceiling and and I think of you with them flowers. Breathing in the smell of them. I turn your words around in my heart. I feel dizzy and for a moment I become you. I feel womanly. I change. I look at you looking at me. I swallow the pills. I sense them going down, dissolving. Slowly doing as good. I think about my life if you were gone. I wonder if I could sleep at night in this bed with this space next to me. Will I swap sides? Keep your pillow? How long before the, the smell and the warmth and the memory of you fades? When would I choose a new bed? Who would I choose it with? How would I feel watching them remove the mattress on which we slept, had sex, died, even? Will I still talk to you? Ask questions comment on my day Jane we can't be here forever it's late it's dark it's too too dark to be talking about this now how was that thank you Who wants you this time of night? It'll be the bank, PPI or something. Really? Go to sleep. I'll change the clock. Spring Forward Fallback was produced by ADP Audio. It was written by Joe Osborne, directed by Marie Crook and edited by Jamie Kehoe. It stars Linda Aaron and Stephen Hillman. Special thanks to Salford University for supporting the project and to students Sophia Chan and David Banks for studio managing and Simon Little and Shannon Smiley for editing. So that was Spring Forward. Can you tell us a bit about, because you were saying before it was your first experience of doing a a radio drama, what were your experiences on the day? Was it just one read-through or how did it go? Uh, No, I think we did read through it before we actually did it and we did it more than once mm. um, was it, it quite disjointed did you sort of cut up and have to redo lines or did you actually read it we hardly ever redid mm. them mm. well we I think we went right through it maybe did it more than once yeah um, but we were so in the moment it's such a wonderful script mm. that it was quite easy just to do because we really felt it and I knew the script yeah really well so um, any emotions really did 
come through. Mm. I think you can hear that as well. Can you? Yeah, that's an audience member. That's nice to know. What was what was your favourite moment or favourite image that's really stayed? Well, it's really the bit at the end where Mm. my husband, in it, Alan, um, does this monologue Mm. to my character Jane. And I just think it's it meant a lot to me because I actually lost my husband 11 years ago mm. and was on the other side of the fence, as it was, because uh, this time I'm the one that's ill. And the emotion that I felt hearing the words he said and knowing that I'd felt that very same emotion to my husband but never really said it in the same way. And... Alan plays quite a stroppy character mm-hmm. and you never think that he maybe even loves Jane mm-hmm. but his love for her is so intense mm-hmm. and certain things actually that he mentions about the bed and if he, I think it says if he changes the bed but, and the mattress, who, as well. the mattress yeah, yeah. who's going to go with I went through that in real life wow. and that's the bit I think that really got me I, I could fill up now about it actually oh. I really could yeah very emotional script mm. but it's so lovely even at the end when he he makes it funny mm. Mm. in all the seriousness and bleakness of it all he says is that okay then <laughs> and it's amusing yeah and how did you find doing it as for radio rather than on stage because for me I loved it on radio I thought it was so intimate and so delicate and I, I for me it belongs on the radio but how did you find it well, I think it's probably very similar because when we did it on stage, we actually were in a bed, so we were very static. Mm. There was no movement or anything, just talking to each other and sometimes looking away. So actually doing it on radio, we could have been in the bed. Mm. It, it felt the same. The emotions felt the same. Movements were the same. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, mm. really enjoyed it. And I think you're right, it comes over because of that. Mm that nobody's walking around. It's very good as a radio play. Yeah, yeah. And um, what do you think it was about for you? Because I think it's people are going to have very different reactions on what their main, the main theme was for them. What do you think it was for you? Well, for me, I guess it's to do with love and mm. loss because she is going to die. Mm. And he does love her and she needed to know that. Mm. And that's what I feel it was about. Yeah. I think it's beautiful writing. Yeah. It's quite easy to act when the writing's so good. Yeah. So we were talking before we started recording about how you came to acting yourself. You're saying you started when you were 60. Do you want to just tell us a bit about that? Well, yes. Uh, a year after I lost my husband, I started to think, I'm, I must do something that I've wanted to do all my life. It, he was so young to die. He always wanted to play the piano and never did. And I thought, well, since I was a child, I'd wanted to act. But I never actually had the courage to do it. Even though I'm very outgoing, I, I got embarrassed about things. So I went for my first acting class um, a year after he died and... Nobody wanted me to do amateur dramatics. I thought that would be really helpful. But whoever I met, they didn't want me to. And I got an agent quite quickly. And um, they didn't want me doing it, I suppose, because you don't get paid. Mm. You don't often get paid anyway. So, it's for the love of it. And I, I, it's really changed my life. Different people that I meet. Um, I, 
I absolutely love... I'll, I'll tell you what I love, actually. Being at my age, I'm being nearly 70, I absolutely love, in a class, being the pupil, not being the mother, not being the boss in the job, not being the daughter. Being a pupil again at my age is, is actually really, really fun. Yeah. I love it, working with people who know much better than I do. That's so inspiring to just... That's such a daunting thing, to just suddenly be like, I'm going to do something completely new and learn something completely new and it's amazing it was totally the right thing for me to do we have such enjoyment from it and whatever i do whether it be a class or a part and everyone i meet young people who keep me young (laughs) i suppose and how have you found manchester as a place to be doing that career well i think actually thanks to adp (laughs) who have made such a wonderful community of actors of all ages, from different places. I find it's just like one great big huge family. Uh, It's not easy to get work for someone of my age. There aren't a lot of roles and there are a lot of more experienced actresses than me that do tend to get them over and over again. But it doesn't stop me. I'll carry on and and just love it. And if you don't mind me saying, you're almost 70. Yeah. Yes, so... Which you wouldn't, I wouldn't know when you walked no, in at all. all. Uh, obviously, you got a face for radio, so we. Obviously, the listeners won't be able to see, but yeah, in terms of your, whether that is doing acting, I don't know. Well, I think you actually become ageless because when you're acting, you have to work with people of all ages, and at the end of the day, you're just an actor. Yeah. You're not. In, in a group when you're doing a part you're just one of the team one of the cast and I think that's very refreshing actually more refreshing than in real life when you're out there and you're there's that old woman you know I've got wonderful grandchildren who keep me very young as well thank you so much for coming in today yeah really uh, lovely to see you yeah lo- lovely to do this thank you very much for asking me thank you take lots of care speak soon Thank you for listening to our first episode back for series two. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. It's obviously a very different one to our normal one. Um, so do get in contact with us as well if you have any thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, email, website, any sort of any, any way you like. Um, so we will be back next Friday the 17th with the live podcast recording that we're going to release as an episode that's we've recorded that tonight at 53.2 and we're going to be releasing it on Friday the 17th so if you weren't able to come to the podcast and party you can listen to the whole debate about what next for the Manchester fringe scene see you then bye